You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. (laughs) Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, once again, against his will, by my co-host. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick has forced me to talk about the Eastern Conference for two straight pods. <laughs> in consecutive <laughs> half-hour segments. <laughs> in consecutive segments. I wanted to do the East in one pod. It's like, no. Hashtag content. I wanted to do the East in one pod too, but I knew we could never do it. So we got through just over half of the teams in about 30 minutes. So we needed to split it into the second part. We honestly probably could have just said, hey, the bottom half of the East sucks. Uh, over, under. <laughs> under. <laughs> but the over-unders are the way that they are because we have to debate them. And because they're debatable. Yeah. There's literally like five teams in the East that I care about. Outside of those five teams, I literally could care less about any of them. So, by the time we're recording this, um, Stein has reported that there are a couple Christmas Day games that will be announced. And by the time you listen to this, you'll know what the rest of them are probably. But he says Celtic Sixers, Bucks Knicks, and Lakers Warriors. Which of those three are you most excited about? Uh, LeBron getting his uh, candy served to him. His milk and Christmas. cookies. His milk and cookies handed to him. Uh, I'm looking forward to LeBron looking at Lonzo or Kuzma and being like, "What the heck are you doing?" As they constantly get torched by Clay and Steph and all of them. <laughs> I'm most looking forward to Celtic Sixers. Yeah, that, I mean that'll be super fun too. I am not looking forward to actually. I'm looking forward to Bucks Knicks because I know that's a game that I can spend time with my family during instead of actually going and watching it i actually don't watch a ton of i watched the very last christmas day game my our christmases are so crazy because both of our parents are divorced and like we go to different houses and it's my dad's and it's my dad's birthday so it's like we celebrate my dad's birthday that night and we do all these gifts so literally the only christmas day game i ever watch is the very last one and it comes on at like 10 30 eastern time or something it's not Christmas unless I watch like five NBA games to make my family mad. If I was just sitting at home and, and didn't have anywhere to go, I'd definitely go. And now we got the little munchkin with us now, so that's going to add to it. Wow. The photo shoots. <laughs> the photo shoots for real. <laughs> Let's put him in a stocking. <laughs> Are you going to do that? Are you going to put your kid in a stocking? He'll be bigger by then. Yeah, he will. Definitely be bigger. <laughs> All right, like we said at the top of the show, what we're going to talk about today is the rest of the Eastern Conference over-unders. So we talked about the rest of them before. We'll also get into the Eastern Conference playoff race and who we, what we think the order is going to be and where we think the teams will end up. We talked a little bit in the first segment about who we think is going to be the eighth seed, but we'll, we'll talk in depth about who we think the playoff teams is at this point in August during the offseason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's better than talking about uh, Instagram dog accounts. And the podcast has ended. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know that lots and lots of people listen to us talk about, talk about it, the dog. I cats. bet they did. <laughs> and one of them was not hey, you. 
to be fair, Hugo is probably more entertaining than, than the Atlanta Hawks. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, major shots at Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young, you think a dog person or a cat person? <laughs> Hugo's hair probably looks better. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Such hate. Such All hate. right, who's Trae, our first team? I hope Trey Young comes out and just torches the league. That'd be hilarious. Everybody would just be, <laughs> be so thrown off. Yeah, like he did Summer League. <laughs> exactly like he did. <laughs> All right, our first team today, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Christmas Day <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and his crew, Bledsoe back. He does want to be here, apparently. Uh, Brooke Lopez added into the mix. Thon, what are we going to make her of him? We have Chris flying Middleton. Knees. Yeah, Thon the flying knee maker. Uh, we have a Zeller somewhere. Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon back. It's an interesting team. I mean, this is a team that makes more sense on paper than it does actually playing because we saw them play last year in the playoffs and they were not good. <laughs> but yeah, but this is a team that, that this is like better as a 2K team than it is as an NBA For team. For sure. You know? Um, 46 and a half is their over under last year. They won 44 games. So they're expecting a two and a half game improvement. Uh, I'm taking the over. I think that Giannis takes a massive uh, leap this year, even a bigger leap. I think, uh, Budenizer, uh, coach Bud, yeah, however coach you want to say it. I think yeah, he has a, this will be the best coach that Giannis has had in his career. Wow, um, big big shots at NBA champion Jason Kidd. Did, did you see where that report is? It report Jason Kidd are interested in the Warriors. So, okay, I did see that. I was like, I saw that story and I was about to quote tweet it with a joke, and I was like, "There's just so many. There's too many." And then you know how you think about. Sometimes I do this with text. Like I'll try to think of a response, and I'll just think of so many things that I could respond with that I don't respond at all. Yeah, and I thought that I did. That's what I did with that tweet. I didn't. Like, <laughs> there's too many things to think of. <laughs> of course, everyone would think about coaching the Warriors after. Like, what is that even? Who would not want to coach the dynasty? Uh, no, he's I've... saying he wanted to coach them after Steve Kerr is done. So, like, he's essentially saying I would like to coach the team after they are done being good. Okay. Okay. Cool. I guess. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I think the Brooke Lopez signing is uh, isn't bad either. I think it's kind of a, a I like key. that signing for them. He's never played with a, a a five that can shoot threes like that. Yeah, and just yeah, I think he's an underrated player at this point in his career. So and and yeah. if we can get less of your boy John Henson, that'd be okay. Hey, get off John Henson. I'll take over over forty six and a half wins. I did not like the Ily- I'm taking the over as well. I didn't like the Ilyasova money. No, I didn't either. No, but I think. So you get Giannis, Ilyasova, Lopez, um, like Middleton and Snell. Can that be a lineup? Can we throw that out there? I guess so. Yeah, I guess you got, so. You got three excellent defenders, Middleton, Snell, and Giannis. And then you have two not great defenders in your in your two bigs. Yeah. I don't know. I almost like Brogdon, but Brogdon over you can put Brogdon over Snell, that's fine. Yeah. I think I'd like that. Or Bledsoe. I'm not a big Bledsoe fan anymore, but yeah, oh no, well. I think I think Phoenix tainted him. I feel like that they're a team that could have a trade up their sleeve too at some point. Middleton might not be on that team by the trade deadline, by the way. But see, Middleton's the one that needs to stay on the he's the best second best player on the team. Are you gonna pay him? Uh, through this year. Let's let's try it through this year. What are they gonna get for him? 
something. Are you getting you can't, a player that's better than Middleton? If you lose Jabari and then you lose Middleton, both of them for nothing, you might as well just buy Giannis's apartment in New York already. Wow. 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 Are you saying that Giannis, Porzingis, Kevin Knox, the great Kevin Knox, and Frankie Smokes could all play together? That would be super sign, fun. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the over on this. Um, it's just an interesting team. I mean, it'll be really fascinating to see how Coach Bud plays it. Um, yeah, and what whatever they can get out of Bledsoe. Because I, I still think Bledsoe should be good. But he's still yeah. one of those players that should be good that just didn't pan out last year. And we saw it. I mean, the playoffs, he got so exposed. It's like yeah. <laughs> overly exposed. I think it. I think he turns into like mini LeBron mode too. I think that that Giannis that was his nickname coming out of <laughs> coming out of Kentucky. No, 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 not Bledsoe. Uh, Giannis. Oh, and how like that was Eric Bledsoe's he, mini nickname coming yeah. out of Kentucky though. <laughs> I think uh, I think he will take that big of a leap that he will propel his team into the top three or four in the East. How and, much more leaping can he do? That's what I want to know. Like LeBron would do with those early Cleveland teams and. Yeah. All that stuff to where you keep them in the top, you know, three or four in the East and all that. But last year for Giannis, 27 points a game, 10 boards, five assists, a steal and a half, a block a half a game. Yeah. 53% shooting, 30% from three. He's got another level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like to see that level and I would like to watch it a lot. Thank you. In Dallas. Oh, hey, there's the Dallas Mavericks are setting the groundwork for Giannis to come to the Mavericks. They've already got Kostas. That's his brother. He loves him. They already have they have Greek. They have Greek food here. We have some Greek food. (laughs) Yeah, there were there were fans last year with Greek flags in the in the arena. They're laying the groundwork, guys. All right. Radio Nick is over. Okay, the New York Knicks are very fascinating except for the <laughs> fact that they're not <laughs> um, 29 and a half and they're over under or 29 and a half is their over under and last year they won 29 games uh give me that under yeah give me the under i don't think there's a more predictable team in the league right now than the knicks and it's like, they're sad just full... because they should be better every but it's just the whole table is set you drafted a couple, like even Mitchell Robinson looked good in summer league. You got a couple young guys. You're still developing Frank. Porzingis is out for pretty much the whole entire season, and you're setting yourself up for this massive summer next summer. So, I mean, it's really simple. Fizdale's first year, throw all your young guys out there and Knox and Robinson and Nilkina and you name it. Try to unload some contracts if you have to. Tank the season. You'll have a top draft pick next year that you can hold on to and bring them on, or you can trade off to try to get another star to go along with whoever you get in free agency. So I take the under. They're going to have a top five pick in the draft, in my opinion. So you have you have Nilakina, who's a very fascinating asset. Um, you have Mitchell Robinson, Knox, and Porzingis as kind of your, your core that you're building around. What kind of player would you like to see them add next year maybe not maybe that's not like a real real player but like a type of player that you think could add to that core that would make it that would fit with them kevin durant i meant in the draft (laughs) (laughs) um 
No, I mean, I, just any of those wings, I think. I mean, it's the, a wing-heavy draft next year with Cam Reddish and Little and R.J. Barrett, any of those guys at the top. And, and the course, big man. <laughs> no, stop. I'm going to be partial to Little all year. He's a Tar Heel guy. I think right now he should go number one. Yeah, get off me. Um, God, get out of here. I'm all about him, man. I can't wait for this Carolina-Duke matchup this year. Um, but, no, I mean, I don't even know what the I heck I hope he Zion, gets yammed on by Zion. If Zion could – I guess he's going to run through him, I guess. Uh, Zion might He might can, and he can jump over him, too, at the same time. <laughs> that dude is insane. I don't know what to think about him. Even LeBron wasn't that big coming out, but he has LeBron's athleticism with – like, he's already as big as LeBron was in, like, year two or three. I'm interested to see him in college. Just Very like what he's like. Yeah, he could be a complete bust. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what to make of him. But no, any of those top dudes. I think really you kind of look at it and say, what could we turn it into trade wise? If you think you can get somebody like a Kevin Durant in free agency, then you take that top five pick and say, who can we? Who can we get? Because at that point, if you think you're for sure getting Kevin Durant. For instance, Durant or like another top, like a Kyrie or, the Kyrie, or something Jimmy like that. Jimmy Butler combo. Yeah, if you think you can pull that off, and you know you can trade that top five pick for another good player, then I mean, come on. Like if you can use that top five pick and say, "All right, you can have the top five pick, but you got to take on Joakim Noah also," and that allows you to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie or something like that to go with Porzingis. <laughs> oh, Joakim Noah! Joakim Noah shooting threes, by the way. Stop. His threes look so bad. Like, like there's been some really bad workout videos this year. Jaleel Okafor's was really bad. And and Joakim Noah's was really bad. He just needs to retire. Jaleel Okafor traveled on every single one of those threes that he hit. Every single jumper, he's taking that extra stutter. And they're they're all like they're all like elbow jumpers. I'm like, impress me with a three or I don't know, something. He hit but. some corner threes, but still you're like this is not. This is not impress. It's not impress me much. Wow. Wow. You read, You like my country, Dallas? You like my country song? I'm not about country. <laughs> I, I'm not either. That's why I thought that was a country <laughs> song. All right. When we come back, my now hometown team, <laughs> the Orlando Magic. Whoa. Let's go. Aaron Gordon. Let's go. All right, Isaac. The Orlando Magic. This. T- this is not. I do not understand this at all. <laughs> the Orlando Magic really don't do anything. They lose Alfred Payton. They have no guards to speak of. They have Jonathan Simmons. They have Melvin Frazier. They have DJ Augustine and now Jerry and Grant. Like, that is your guard. Comp. And Fournier. Who Fournier played a lot of three last year, so I count him as a wing. But they just have no guards. <laughs> and, and Terrence Ross, I guess. That's your wings and guards. I mean, they just have, like, nothing to speak of in that in that sense. Uh, they add Mo Bamba. They still have Vucevic. They get rid of Bismack Biombo for Mozgov, and they get hopefully a full season of Jonathan Isaac. And they're expected to win six and a half more games. Their over under is thirty one and a half. They won twenty five games last year. <laughs> Convince me that this is going to be an over at all. No, I think I think where it comes into play is it's kind of like my same thoughts with Brooklyn and Chicago. One of one or two of these teams at the bottom have to win a few more games. Yeah, because at least some of these other teams are going to have an injury and they're going to tank. So like, 
I guess Vegas looking at him and be like, all right, I guess Orlando, <laughs> like, let's just like put them all in a hat and let's yeah, just draw yeah. one and say, this is the team that's going to improve. So like what Vegas thinks of Orlando, I think will be of Brooklyn and Chicago. I'm taking the under. Yeah. I don't. I, the one thing, think. the first year of Steve Clifford should probably be pretty good, right? Like he won 43 games with Charlotte his first year. And that was kind of an over, like an over improvement than, he like also had Kemba, so this is true. Well, you, I mean, Kemba at that time and Aaron Gordon now can. I no. mean, no, you can't compare them at all. I don't think so. And I think it's, I, I think it's a little bit better when Kemba is like a go-to like scorer. Yeah, like it's a difference. You hand he's your point guard. He's a a very good scorer, and you can hand the ball to him at the end of games and say, go get me a bucket. You're not doing that with Aaron Gordon. That first year of Steve Clifford in Charlotte was that Al Jefferson, Kemba Walker, and then your boy, Josh McRoberts. <laughs> oh. That was like the one good Josh McRoberts year, the the way the reason he got paid. From Duke, Josh McRoberts. He, yeah, but don't tell him that. <laughs> don't tell him he's from Duke. <laughs> you're, you're going with the under on this too? Yes. Under. Yeah, Yeah, we're both under. So that's – Hilarious. They're both under on the Knicks and the Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just, that's just. Who all have we disagreed on so far? We've disagreed, Charlotte? So far, we disagreed on Brooklyn, which is yeah. not a huge disagreement. Like, we're not, you know. Yeah. Uh, we disagreed on Charlotte. I have the over, you have the under. Uh, we've disagreed on Miami. I have the over on 41 and a half, and you have the under. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we've disagreed on so far. Okay. A lot of these, I I feel like are, yeah, yeah, pretty much common knowledge. I think. Anyway, all right. The next one, Philadelphia. This one's interesting to me. Philadelphia, uh, fifty-four and a half. Last year they won fifty-two games. They're expecting a lot of internal improvement from Embiid, Sarich, Covington, Simmons. Hopefully, get something out of Fultz. We just learned that. Zaire Smith is probably going to be out for the year. Maybe come back in the second half of the year, but they're not getting anything really from him. Uh, they add Wilson Chandler, bring Amir Johnson back, J.J. Redick back. Furkan, 40 points in the Summer League yeah. Corkmaz. They add Mike Muscala. That is an, an ad that they made. Big time. Um, yeah, what do you think? Over or under on them? Uh, I'm taking the under. Wow. On on Philly. Um I just think that they just, I don't know. I mean not very not, not by a ton. I think 50 to 52 somewhere through there again. Um I think I don't you know Embiid's going to set out a few games and everything rests on their them two shoulders. So like which one if they can all if they can both play 82 games and yeah, maybe over, but I just think one of them will miss a decent amount of games, or at least some, and then you're looking at the rest, and then it's just all on Markel Fultz and what the heck he is. So, yeah, I'll take the under. I'm going over. Give me 55 Uh wins. Give me 55 wins for the 76ers. I'm in. Completely in on the 76ers. Ben Simmons is – the dude's incredible. (laughs) He's he's at the point where I'm like, I'm not going to bet against – you know, oh yeah, he's great. He just can't, he just can't shoot, but he's great though. Regular season, he's great. One point in the playoffs, understandable, but regular season Ben Simmons, I'll take. <laughs> it's kind of like early LeBron. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, anytime, uh, any. You guys listening know anytime he can take a shot 
at LeBron. He just throws it in there. Like this might as well be the anti LeBron locked on anti LeBron. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, I praised him the other day. The other day once. How many <laughs> I mean, shows? We've at- done like three hundred shows. <laughs> we really have. Gosh. All right. Next team, the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. This one is interesting to me. Last year they won fifty nine yeah. games. They're uh fifty four and a half is their over under. Interesting. Really, really interesting to me. They they get Kawhi. Th- to me, this is like they're getting nothing out of Kawhi. I don't know. Nothing? You know, like if you, if you switch out Kawhi into Rosen and you get Danny Green and now you're expecting a five-game reduction and win, like a five-game five, – to be five games worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, this has more to do with the coach than it does Kawhi for me. It's just like a combination of things. Like, they just fired Dwayne Casey. They're, this is a brand-new head coach, and I know he's an assistant of Casey's. Yeah. But, like, the Nick Nurse dude or Norse or whatever his name is. Um, but now you're throwing in a, a brand-new um, a brand new head coach into this Kawhi situation and into this whole, like, everybody loves DeMar, and now we're replacing him with Kawhi and then trying to figure all that stuff out. So... I take I'm taking the under on this mainly because I think that they'll it'll start off a little rocky of them just trying to figure everything out first time head coach with the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. It's um, although the like the long term potential, like if they do keep Kawhi past the trade deadline and everything's rolling good, there is a scenario in which this OG. Uh, Kawhi, Danny Green, Lowry, like that's like super tough come playoff time and super fun to watch. So I could see that for sure, but I think I'm hinging more on the on the first part of the season being kind of rocky. Are you going under? Yes, I'm going under. All right, we're gonna disagree on this one too. I'm gonna go over. Um, give me 55 okay. wins. They're not gonna be they're not gonna be playing the Cavs anymore. Uh, you st- you have the. Internal improvements from guys like Siakam, OG, Van Vliet. Those guys are all under 24 years old, 23 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting big things from this team. I like I like the way they're made up. Kawhi, if, if Kawhi comes back, Kawhi is so good. <laughs> I mean, people oh, yeah. forget how good Kawhi is. If the guy comes back and he is you know, full in, this is definitely a 55-win team. Yeah. I mean, I could see that for sure. I'd, I'd say under, but i just take the slight under. I mean, they're still in that top three or four teams in the East, so. I'm, I'm hanging optimistic on this team. Hang up there. Um, The other Christmas Day game was announced. Or was, I was uh, going to say something. I, I saw that. your I'm... face. Um, or not announced, but league sources tell Chris Haynes, Blazers Jazz. And that's when everyone goes to the punch bowl and has their family dinner. I mean, as an NBA fan, I'm super into that game. But I mean, that's a game to where if it's on like Tuesday night or something, and I'm at home, I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. But I'm not. I'm that's definitely like the, one of the last time I told him poll. Like I'd rather watch Giannis and Madison Square Garden before that game. Watch, yeah. It's not even Giannis versus like Kevin Knox. It's Giannis in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Yeah, I would rather just watch Giannis play. Then. I mean, of course, I love Donovan Mitchell and Lillard and them, but that's a that's a random Christmas Day game. It is a random Christmas Day game. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, the Washington Wizards, the last team, and then we'll talk about the playoffs, who we think is going to make the playoffs in the East, according to the over-unders and where we disagree and agree.
All right, Isaac, the Washington Wizards, who have added now Dwight Your boy. Howard. They've added my boy, Dwight Howard. That used to be my favorite player. I told you that. Yeah, oh, I loved him. Too. We've when, talked about it because we both on, loved him in Orlando. He was on the Magic. He was my favorite yeah. player. Then he got traded to the Lakers, and that was like a dream come true day for me. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so excited. And then it he like no player has ever gone from one of my favorite players to my my least favorite players so fast. <laughs> it was like mid season. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Um. Their over under is forty four and a half. They won forty three games last year. I'm going under. This team's gonna blow up. I have no clue what to do with. This. I agree with you. I'm going under. Uh, they could trade John Wall tomorrow, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I fully expect a John Wall Blake Griffin type of situation coming. Trade John Wall for Blake Griffin? No, hmm, that would be interesting. But no, like a you could do hey, that. you could swap out. You know, somebody will take on that contract. Somebody that's desperate. I think the team at, on paper. On paper, got better. Like adding Dwight Howard on paper makes yes. sense. Adding Austin Rivers is a that's that's a move they desperately needed last yes. year. They did not have guards coming off the bench. Like they were running out guys like Raymond Sessions and Sadoransky. Sidor- you know, like they were just throwing out these random dudes all the time. Now getting Austin Rivers, who's actually you know a solid NBA player. Uh, another year of Kelly Oubre, another year of Otto Porter, another year of Bradley Beal, all getting better. So, uh, they also had a Jeff Green, which is kind of weird, <laughs> but he's going to be weird. like their backup four. Um, have fun with that, Scotty Brooks. Like, yeah, Luke that, Walton might actually have a better job than you. <laughs> well, he does because he's coaching the best player on the planet. So, he might have a better uh, entertaining cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dwight Howard, uh, Markeith Morris, they're going to punch each other in practice. When's the story come out about them punching each other in practice? <laughs> tomorrow first yeah, <laughs> yeah. john wall markeith morris dwight howard and austin rivers that right there is i mean that, that seriously does rival um lance rondo and all them gosh yeah that, that's low-key one of the more dysfunctional already teams and they were the most dysfunctional team probably last year too with all the gortat john wall stuff would you who says no kemba for john wall Charlotte, no. John Wall's a North Carolina guy. Not that it matters. Interesting. And, well, the thing for Charlotte is he's signed on for a bunch of years. I mean, it's a ton of money, but you get get him. Like if you think Kemba's leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I think think you'd do that. But then if Kemba's leaving to the Wizards. I would. Are they into that? It'd be like Kawhi and DeRozan, kind of. And get off that contract, and I think you're, I think you're better. As, as the Wizards, be hot, I think that might be a hot take, would it? I don't know. Those are swap the, out John Wall, and Kemba. Like I John think Wall and Kemba better. aren't that different, you know. I don't know. I'm just not the biggest John Wall fan in the world, but okay. Well, Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna be the next John Wall, so. Um, athleticism, let's hope. Okay. That, that. okay. <laughs> Um. All right, there you go. That's the uh, the over unders for the Eastern Conference. Now our playoff teams. Right now, if the over unders, let's say that they are a win total, um, this is how the playoffs would would sort out. Be Boston as the one seed, Toronto based off Vegas. Right. Yeah, this is based off Vegas. They're over unders, which we explained earlier. Boston would be number one. Toronto and Philly would be tied. 
for the second and third spot. So whichever order you want to throw them in. Then Indiana at 47.5. Milwaukee at 46.5. Washington at 44.5 is your sixth seed. Seven and eight is Miami and Detroit. And Miami and Detroit are like four wins apart from each other. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> um, which of these do you disagree with the most? I have um, I have Miami not making the playoffs. So, yeah. and I have Toronto at like the four seed. So, like I'll just say, I have Boston one at the current moment. I mean, we're in August. Boston, Philly, and then I have Milwaukee at three, and then Toronto, Indiana. Washington, Detroit, and Cleveland. Mm, Cleveland. So I pretty much watch out Miami for Cleveland. That's bold, putting Cleveland there. I think these are the teams. I think these Mm. are the eight teams. I think they have it right here, at least the way that it sits in August, like on paper. Yeah. I can see it. I'm I'm just banking banking on Miami going south at some point. They're as south as you can go, man. South Florida. Miami. (laughs) Like, I was looking at a trip to Miami, and it's like a five-hour drive down there. (laughs) Yikes. It's really far. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I think I'm good with the teams. I think Milwaukee would probably be higher, like you said. Milwaukee is that team that you always pick too high, and maybe last year it was just a year too early, and this year they make the leap because of the coaching change, so. Milwaukee over Indiana for sure, and maybe over like a Philly or a Toronto. Where's Charlotte? You're high on Charlotte. Yeah, but that, that's not saying too much. You have Charlotte just <laughs> I missing. can still get the Charlotte over and still get them not making the playoffs. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> At 35 and a half. So, all right, there you go. That's the second part of the Eastern Conference over-unders. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on Locked on Mavericks. We didn't talk about the Mavericks at all. <laughs> Gosh, we haven't in like two pods. And we're taking the over on the Mavericks 34 and a half. Peace yeah. out. Boom. Oh.